1: everybody. This is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Robin Boyd and we're going to be talking about such a great topic today. It's very timely with what is going on in the world, but it's also very timely with lots of different things that happen to us. As many of you know, uh, Robin herself is a survivor of cancer. I'm currently going through a stage three cancer treatment on top of all the things that we're hearing around the world with this global health crisis. Mm -hmm. And when it's all too much for moms, for single moms, for people whose wives or husbands are on deployment or our kids, Mm -hmm. when it's all too much, there's things that we can do to decrease our anxiety rather than increase it. And Robin, I think this skill is so important because, you know, whether it's your kid that, you know, has a, like when, when Zachy broke his arm and the bone was sticking out and, you know, oh, God, mom, yeah. is this normal? I'm like, of course it is. You'll be fine. You know, <laughs> you know I'm like, Oh my God. Or like When Max had that nosebleed and we plugged his nose cause he was bleeding into sinuses. It came out. as oh, right. I remember that. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm calling my friend who's a nurse. He's like, is it normal to bleed out of your tear ducts? She's like, no. And then Max is like, mommy, is this normal? Like, sure. Because <laughs> you've got to keep yourself cool mm-hmm. and composed, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, in times of crisis. I know when I had to sit down with my kids and tell them, look, you know, your mom has cancer. I'm going to have these, you know, treatments. I'm going to have the surgery. Yeah. These are the things that are happening to me. I was very matter of fact. And they got really scared. You know, they're 13 and 16. And. I said, Mm -hmm. look, there's no reason to be scared right now. We have health care. We have health insurance. There's Mm -hmm. a treatment for this. When it's time to worry, I'll worry. And Mm -hmm. what I've heard them say to their friends is this very same thing. They're like, wow, we heard your mom's sick. Your mom has has cancer. Yeah. Like, yeah, she does. But there's a treatment. There's things for this. Mm -hmm. You know, the kids buy into kind of whatever you're selling to a point. And when I tell them, like, you don't need to worry till I tell you to worry, go about your day.
0: I think depending, of course, depending on children's ages, um, it depends. I I was very upfront. My kids were third grade and fifth grade when I was sick. Um, And there was a lot that I just did not hide from them. Um, When we weren't sure what my cancer type was, I said, we're not sure yet we just don't know where we have doctors who are working on finding it out um there the unknown is all, always i think fearful for kids because it's exacerbated and and they don't have logic yet to be able to assimilate some of what would be you know so their little imaginations can just go haywire because they are not grounded by adult logic they're just little so i was always very upfront with the kids as much as i could um you know and I brought them to treatments with me I think I've shared that uh, before I did I would bring one with me at a time and I would bring them to a treatment so they could see what mom was going through Right. Um, he mystifies because, like tomorrow right,
1: taking right. me, my CAT scan you know and he's like mom you know what do you have to do to prepare and I and I told mm-hmm. him and I said you know this is what we're going to be doing and he's going to come with me because I need somebody to mm-hmm. drive me home now he's 16 sure. he has his license but I need somebody to drive me home and you know with the schools being closed how handy is that yeah. <laughs> you know they're always Absolutely. silver
0: lining <laughs> they close schools so that you could have a driver, <laughs> <laughs> a driver. Um,
1: but i think you know we kind of giggle and laugh about this stuff but but you do have to look for the silver linings. Like that's mm-hmm. the one thing that I think, you know, as we enter into this um, era where millions of people are working from home and schools mm-hmm. are closing and grocery stores mm-hmm. are empty, and um, you know, you've got many of us have elder care issues as well. You mm-hmm. know, my 87 year old dad living with me. So, you mm-hmm. know, anytime there's a pandemic, I mean, let's be honest. Anytime it's flu season, you know, mm-hmm. an mm-hmm. elderly parent, you know, with with compromised uh health sure. issues you know he sure. has a comorbidity with cancer and diabetes so it you know, puts mm-hmm. him extremely at high risk and you know but there's silver linings like you know now that the school is closed rob there's some really good silver linings like i don't have to get up early in the morning to take two kids to school <laughs> like i don't need to pack breakfast and mm-hmm. i will tell you i'm kind of happy that sports are on break I'm not happy for the reason behind it. Right, of course. This is the season where you run from like dance to soccer to Mm -hmm. volleyball to basketball. And of course, my kids are in two different sports each, which means two different locations, two different leagues, you know, five practices a week. You know, it's a lot of juggling. And then I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to go to work during all this time.
0: Right, right. You know. It is true. There's no getting around it. A mom's schedule is insane. And I think any time um, you you stop and say, what did I do today? You think you didn't get anything done, but you did probably 900 things uh, and, and all for somebody else, most likely. You probably didn't sit down and find a little time for you in between. Um, which is one of the reasons (laughs) why, um, it, it is kind of nice to be able to find some, some time that you can sort of plug something in and be able to enjoy something even while you're doing another task.
1: Well, and you know, that's like, you know, it's so perfect you say that because I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Rob. I mean, they are one of my favorite companies in the world. And I'm not just saying this because they're our sponsor. I'm saying this because I am a huge like multi-year user of their, their audio And our sponsor today is Audible and they are the leading provider in spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. And, you know, they range from bestsellers to celebrity members memoirs to business and self-development. And every month members get one credit to pick a title plus two Audible Originals from a monthly selection. And they get access to the Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, which I think is really fun. And they have this guided meditation program that I actually utilize a lot. And um, I find that when I'm when i'm fearful because of either my own current health issues the health issues of my dad but also the health issues of our country and our globe right now one of the best things that calms me down is to listen to a story and oh, sure. you know i'm a grown up i'm used to reading stories to my kids yes. and what i found is like i have this thing rob where i get in the tub at night and i i use my alexa and i pick up on <laughs> some of my, my books that I'm listening to. And I'm going to tell you what I'm listening to right now. Cause it's really fun. It shows kind of the variety and depth of what you can listen to. Like I am listening to, I've got three hours left on exceptional you, which is seven ways to live encouraged, empowered, and intentional by Victoria Olstein. She's Joel mm-hmm. Olstein's wife. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so that, yeah. Yeah. So I'm listening to her book then i'm listening to creating character arcs the masterful author's guide to uniting story structure plot and character development because you know me i love books i love writing and you know i have a lot of authors as clients And then, you know, the other one that I think is really fun, okay, and this one is super fun. It's called Atomic Habits, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones. It's by James Clear. And, you know, a lot of my books are like, my audio books are like four or five, seven, maybe eight hours. So you get to, like, sit in the tub and soak and really get into something. And I find that the best way to handle fear is to listen to something that gets your mind off it. And Exactly. The nice thing about audiobooks, especially during this time, Rob, is that there's no interruptions. Like when I look and when I'm reading stuff online, all of a sudden the ticker comes along and there's like what's going on in Italy? What's going on in France? Right. You know? All these scary things come in whether I want them to or not. But when you're listening to an audiobook, you download the titles. You can listen offline anytime, anywhere. The app mm-hmm. is free and it can be installed on your smartphones and your tablets. So you can listen mm-hmm. across devices without losing your spot. I use my iPad in the bathtub and I use my phone kind of everywhere else but i really like that nobody interrupts me with news bulletins or scary things and i can just take a break from all the fear that's that's kind of pervasive today and you know, there's also some other podcasts on there, Rob, that you listen to. I mean, you've got some cool things that you listen to.
0: It is actually right now. I am talking about uh, calming and having somebody listen to you. I am listening to Colin Firth narrate the end of the affair by Graham Greene. And I have to say, I mean, if somebody is going to, calm you. It's going to be Colin Firth. (laughs) Honestly, but this is what's beautiful. When you you were uh, saying that um, as far as celebrity memoirs and entertainment, there are so many uh, celebrities who have narrated some of these books, which are, um, it's delightful to to listen to. Um, There was one that I listened to recently that Tom Hanks had narrated. And um, the other thing that I love listening to are are some of their audible originals, but also they've got some old radio shows. Mm -hmm. And I have to say on the way to work, I have about 20, 25 minutes to get to work depending on traffic. And if I listen to one of those, it puts a smile on my face. It's a little, you know, a little uh, um, trip down memory lane. Maybe it's Red Skelton doing doing something silly or whatever, Jack Benny. Um, I have to say I really enjoy those. It makes me laugh it talk about reducing stress because I am I'm laughing I and and what better uh, uh start, trigger for your endorphins is is to be able to laugh um and, and that's what I find really enjoyable and there, I love being able to. If I didn't finish it on the way to work, I can pick it up on a different device at lunchtime, or maybe when I'm fixing dinner, uh, I might finish whatever I was listening to in the morning. Doesn't matter, it goes from device to device, and that's really great. It is
1: really great. I mean, and you guys can check out audible.com/slash military mom, or you can text military mom to 500 500. That's audible.com/slash military mom and text military mom to 500 500 you know and I want to put a shout out to our military families today and especially our military families some of them who are handling health issues you know in the hospital and I have to tell you I recently had to have um, an MRI and then I had to have a CAT scan and sometimes they make you wait like an hour or you know an hour and a half for that Mm -hmm. radioactive dye or whatever to get wherever it needs to go and you're just Mm -hmm. sitting there. Yeah. And like I put in my earphones and sometimes I listen to music, Rob, but more often than not, I'll mm-hmm. pick an audiobook because mm-hmm. what it'll do is it'll get my brain so engaged for mm-hmm. a length of time. Like songs are great and everything, don't get me wrong, but it'll only mm-hmm. engage me as long as the song is. Then it's four or five minutes, maybe max, but yeah. an audio book can drop me into a whole different everything. And then yes. I listen to somebody like Dr. Wayne Dyer or Dr. Joe Vitale, somebody that I really, you know, like really respect. Or like you said, Tom Hanks is totally cool to listen to. Yep. And you can be taken away from every worry yes. and brought to a new location, a new life, a new everything. And I don't think there's anything better than having that because sometimes the infusions that they give me make me a little loopy and it's hard for me to read a real book.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. It's but, so hard on your eyes.
1: So hard, but I can plug in my earphones, put on my audible mm-hmm. app. And then if I want to have something silly, I'll pick something silly. If I want to focus on my, you know, writing career, I'll focus on that. Or if I mm-hmm. want to just be entertained. Right. I, right. Back, I put a nice warm blanket on me and I can listen and be taken away for an hour yeah. and a half until I have to do what I have to do. So, right. so I really right. encourage everybody in our military family to look at audible.com slash military mom or text 500 or sorry, text military mom to 500 500. Cause the other thing too, Rob, is I can take all my books with me on my phone or my tablet. I don't yes. have to schlep them. They don't go right. You know, when we move, they don't go to our, you know, military allotted weight count and yes. um uh, you know, I think that that's just really a great way to bring your books and stories with you. And as we talk about the management of mm-hmm. fear, I think mm-hmm. the best way to manage fear is to fill our brains with something other than right. all the fear based thoughts that we generate ourselves or get from the media. So right. visit audible.com/slash military mom or text military mom to 500-500. And audible is spelled A U D I B L E.com/slash military mom. And the last thing I want to say about this, and I know I'm talking on and on about all audible, but I just think they're so great. I got a book last month. Now I've been a member of yeah. Rob at least five or six years. Mm-hmm. And I got this book where the guy's voice just grated on me like nails. And even though I wanted to hear what he had to say, I, yeah. I couldn't take it. Like it was awful. And I just, I just returned it. And I have never returned a book before last month. Uh-huh. I returned it they cla- they, like, ret- they took it back. They credited my account. I spent my credit on another book, super happy with it. Yep. And that was it. Like there was no shipping. There was no problem. There was no anything. It just, I didn't like this. I want to return it. Because I only listened to like a
0: little bit of it right right and knowing that makes i think any newcomer to audible so relieved because i think before you get engaged in anything that's new um you're, you're you worry whether or not you're going to have good customer service knowing that you definitely have that with audible is all the more reason to become yep. a member so audible. absolutely
1: Slash military mom or text military mom to five hundred five hundred. I wish we could talk all day about these Audible books that I have. I have like two hundred of them, Rob. I, can't yeah, that. I know. i I'm <laughs> so excited. And then sometimes I can listen to them again just because. Well, sure, you
0: know. sure. That's it. Exactly, exactly. You were talking about uh, you know escaping or getting away from uh, the things that are becoming fearful for you, and I think that is something that is so important um to a a skill that's important for for people to do so many times there are things that we can't control you can't control um the the worry that you have someone is deployed the, the worry about some of the health and uh the health scares that we have there are certain things that you can control and i think sometimes finding um a way to channel the things that you can control um, is going to make you all the more sane or capable or strong to face the things that you can't control.
1: Well, yeah, because fear especially is draining. You know, when you're afraid, it makes you tired. You're using energy to Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so like I find, like if I have the internet on, or if I have the my dad has the news on, or you know I'm out shopping even for groceries, and they're blaring that stuff on the screens. You know, at the at the uh, what do you call it the the checkout lines or at the yes. <laughs> like you can't get away from it. So you have exactly to make, yeah. I've been making choices at night where I used to kind of keep the news on. I wanted to you know well, be kept yeah. up in the world. Now I find I don't do that before I go to bed because I have an mm-hmm. awful night's sleep. Yeah. So I choose an audible book or I choose, you know, a, a, even a physical book, or I might mm-hmm. choose a recording of something on TV that mm-hmm. I know doesn't have any interruptions in it. You know, it's like I have yeah. different movies and stuff saved on my digital device and I can mm-hmm. go back to those and know that I will not be interrupted with some fear-based spike
0: right right I know that um there are some and I'm, I'm just trying to pull it up right now um different techniques for stress management I think are really important um there's a website that I have referred to uh for various reasons called helpguide.org <laughs> Sorry. oh god bless you <laughs> um uh, helpguide.org one of the things uh, and i think and i've heard this so many times for as to avoid alter adapt and accept um to know your limitations and uh to avoid unnecessary stress but the things that you can't avoid you know you need to either have the capacity to alter it or to be able to compromise or be able to balance it or to um, adapt the stressor. Maybe it's reframe the problem or look at the big picture. I think sometimes, you know, you, there are certain things you can control and certain things that you can't control. Um, and I think adjusting your standards and practicing uh, Uh, good logic is going to help you through that and you know you can't control the uncontrollable so you look for the upside and when facing major challenges you just try to look them at them as opportunities like you were saying we're talking about finding some of the silver linings maybe it might mean through uh, this time when the kids are home you may not have had time to to sit down and have a cup of tea or coffee or cocoa with your kids when was the last time you really got to sit down and just talk to them you know
1: i can tell you it was christmas break
0: like there you go hundred her,
1: an and like today, like I have to tell you, it was most amazing day because um, I make bread, you know, I make bread when I'm stressed, and then I give away, yeah. but now that you know we can't even get flour in the markets anymore, people Ugh. are actually leaving loaves or they're leaving flour on my doorstep asking me if I would make some bread oh how fun. They know that, you know I, I bake and bake and bake, yeah. And This morning, Zachary, my 13 year old came in his pajamas. He's like, mom, what are you making? I said, I'm making onion, rosemary, garlic, um, and oregano bread. And he's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, he goes, can I help you? And we made four loaves of bread together. And now that would have never happened if yes. he had been at school, at soccer, at dance, at basketball, yeah. at handbells, you know, with all these activities the kids do. And mm-hmm. it reminded me of the snow days that I had growing up with my mom, like in yes. the of 77, when we were all stuck in the house, which was not yep. pleasant, sleeping mm-hmm. by the fireplace and you know, melting water from the snow because my mom would boil it on the stove and then let it cool. Like these things, you know, it's, it's a return to simplicity. Now, of course we still have the internet, they still have video games and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But for that moment in time, I got to break bread or I got to bake bread with a 30 year old boy. Like how often does that happen? Like never.
0: Absolutely. It's talk about found time. I, I mean, and if you have that up, in fact, when I used to, um, drive the kids to school, I would find a way uh, or, or drive them anywhere. I'd find the longest route (laughs) sometimes just because I needed to have a conversation or sometimes we wouldn't say much at all, but we were just together. And that, sometimes it 's just such a gift, um, you know we would we truly are in such a fast paced world that there are little little slivers of time I think that are so important. I will call my daughter now, and i 'll just and the other day I had a bad day uh, driving um, home, and I got home, and I called my son, and he just said, oh, what's up, mom, and I said, you know, I just had a real crappy day, and I just needed to say hi, how are you, (laughs) you know, and he, we just talked for maybe 40 minutes, and I was busy, and I was doing laundry, and I was doing stuff while I was talking to him, but just to hear my, his voice was just, I needed that, and then I was able to Go on, and sometimes it's just—I mean, how many times you and I have just picked up the phone and talked to each other? Or you, I know you've got a, a, a great circle of people around you that are good support for you. Sometimes just talking to a friend and just being able to um, weigh it all out—you you, in your mind, in the four a.m. fear moment—is is the worst time of the world. Everything is just horrific. You just have a friend, you talk it out, you, you manage it and then you can face it, you know, and that's, that's the, that right there is such a gift.
1: Well, and the only time I ever really talk about what's going on with me is over the internet.
0: Like seriously, mm-hmm.
1: I talk to you, I talk to Frankie, I talk to Linda Franklin. I, I don't make phone calls like that's just mm-hmm. not in my wheelhouse and mm-hmm. I text quite a bit, but When people come over to share their stories, it's always them talking to me and me listening. I'm not really good at talking about my feelings when the person is present. A lot of times I go blank. It's really weird. And I, you know, I just think it's like, you know, maybe the, you know, the Asperger's aspect of my personality. I have a hard time talking about my feelings in person. In fact, my Mm -hmm. therapist used to work with that with me. She's like, it's okay to have feelings. I'm like, well, they kind of shut off in the presence of other people. <laughs> but they don't do that in in digital, which I find really amusing. It's like my brother's dyslexia that is mitigated by him typing on the computer. Like if he hand spells, it's wrong, but if he types, it's right. I'm like, how is that possible? But that is you know, something. There's so many things we don't know. And so yeah. knowing that my um, you know, that my that I do better talking mm-hmm. about my feelings digitally to someone far away, like you mm-hmm. in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. Frankie in Toronto, Linda in New York, and I'm in LA, you know, kind of sucks for my local friends, but, <laughs> but it's just the way I'm built. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't, um, you know, I just, I just don't work that way. And I think honoring the way you work and mm-hmm. honoring the way you handle fear. Like for me, mm-hmm. when I have a lot of fears, I tend to go in the bathroom and cry mm-hmm. and then I come out to everyone else and it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't want people asking me over and over, you know, like since this cancer diagnosis, I want to tell people to shut up because I don't want mm-hmm. anyone, um, asking me how I am all the time. Cause I'm fine. Right. Right. You know, I'm fine. Right. and If I'm not fine, I'll tell you. And I do find people asking me all the time, how I'm doing intrusive rather than helpful. I know mm-hmm. some people really like that. They light up. I friggin' hate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because a lot of times, too, it's like I'm busy doing something else and somebody is like, so how are you doing with your cancer treatments? Like, you know, what is the answer to that, Rob? Like, there is no good answer. The fact is I'm sick. They're jabbing me with a needle. They're putting
0: crap on mm-hmm. my arm. And then I'm cold. And then I freak out on the table. That's how mm-hmm. I'm doing. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. Well, you know? you know what? Maybe that is. Because if it's a true friend, they're going to ask because they know you are going through a lot of, stuff right now and um they they for example i've been there i know what you're going through and and if it means uh you know I threw up today, or I I got so sick today, I had to pull over. Uh, I didn't make it all the way home from from chemo before I had to pull over. That kind of a thing. I I mean, I had days like that. And there were some people that said, what can I do? And what I would say is, I would love it if you could pick my daughter up from, from Girl Scouts this afternoon, because I'm going to throw up on my way to go pick her up. Can you do that? Thank you so much. And then, you know, um, <laughs> that would be it. So there, I had my little, um, I would be very frank with people. I would yeah. sugarcoat it.
1: Well, that was the good thing. Like, I will say that, you know, that, you know, my latest health issue that's affecting me personally Mm -hmm. has really helped me say no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was never good at saying no. Now I'm just like, nope, can't do it. Nope. Got to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Nope. Got to take a nap. Nope. Can't be around all those people. Nope. 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 And it also has given me permission to rest. Yes. Which I yes. didn't give myself permission to rest. There was always something to be done. There's dishes to mm-hmm. be bought, laundry to be mm-hmm. done, kids to be picked up, like, you know, whatever it is. And now mm-hmm. when people call me and they say, what can we do to help you? Like mm-hmm. I had someone take my son home from dance at nine thirty at night. And I hate to drive at night. I hate to drive mm-hmm. at night as a healthy person. Yeah. And I shouldn't yeah. be driving, you know, at night as yeah. an unhealthy person. And you know, they were so happy to help me, and but yes. I will say my ego had to have a little talking to mm-hmm. that Super mm-hmm. san doesn't need to be Super San all the time. Like, it's okay for you yes. to be home and be sick.
0: We are so hardwired that we are in charge. We're, we, are, we think we are Super Women, and we are Super Women because we are in control of our own bodies, too, to be able to say no because that hour of rest or even 40 minutes of rest or whatever it was was so crucial for your ability to be stronger and you are stronger for, say, for saying that because you need that rest is, is a, a person fighting a, a health issue yeah. we need it sometimes just for mental sanity though to be able to say no everybody thinks that we're you know you someone says oh can you get this report done to by by four o'clock sure. I'll have it done. Somebody else comes by, you know, there was a problem over in the other department. Can you go and take care of that? Sure, I'll take care of that. Mom, I need something uh, at 4 o'clock this afternoon. I forgot to bring home the poster board and I forgot to go. Can I get it? Sure, let's go right now and drop everything and go get it. We are so hardwired to say yes to everybody, and part of relieving yes, that we stress. <laughs> and we're not going to go over the deep end over it because we're going to be able to say, No, we don't have the poster board, but you know what we have? We've got PowerPoint, and you're going to make a great presentation. No, I can't fix the other department, but Mary down the hall is great at it. And yes, I can have this report done, but it's going to be 430, and it'll be perfect. I mean, it's just that kind of, I'm going to take control over it, and I'm going to say no to the things that really don't need me.
1: Right. Well, that's the funny thing that I found with, you know, a lot of things within my company and within my client base, how many Mm -hmm. people, like when I say, look, I'm not available Monday and Tuesday this week, I'm having a CAT scan Mm -hmm. and I have to do this scan, I have to do this get these tests done. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be hard for me to be available to you. I can be available on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing how the things that were crisis blow up on Friday have resolved yeah. themselves by Tuesday, The <laughs> so Wednesday, they're like, well, you know, I guess we don't need you that much. And, yeah. you know, you want to be needed for the real things you've been mm-hmm. needed for you don't want to be needed just as a knee jerk reaction.
0: Exactly. Or because you're be, you're the, the one that's the sucker that says yes to everything and that alleviates other people's need to be responsible. Right. And I think being able to shift that to I'm going to do the things that I am needed for and I'm not going to be ployed to uh, having people dumping things on me. Because right. when you're the schlep that says yes to everything, that means that everybody else is going to be like, oh, I can leave early today because guess who's taking care of it for me? Bye. And they're off. And right. that's and, not and it's right either.
1: Fear of not being liked at the core
0: exactly. of it. Exactly. Exactly. But you certainly can take control over it because you're helping them get it done because you're sending them to the other department because they have more time than you do. Right. Or I mean, you, you're matters. giving your you're giving your son the opportunity to use PowerPoint instead of using the poster board, and that's helping him make a better decision and and giving him an opportunity to enhance a skill that that, that he uh, probably is very good at. So
1: right and learn to roll with things. Like yes, know, I think that's one of the things that this this pandemic, this big health crisis, has mm-hmm. been showing me and has been teaching me is. How many people can't roll with it? And I think you know the yes. military family—you got to roll with a lot. We
0: roll with a lot, don't we? we? Roll
1: with a lot. <laughs> and, but even then, I think a lot of this curtailing of our freedoms is mm-hmm. very difficult for many of us. I had a big mm-hmm. fight with one of the local uh, community companies. Um, who puts on uh, events because they were holding an event when the whole state federal level and mayoral level said no gatherings over 50 and they're going to do their thing anyway and they were demanding that the team show up to do this Mm -hmm. thing I said absolutely not like Mm -hmm. you know and I stood up in a Facebook chat group you know private group with probably 200 Mm -hmm. members and I said absolutely not will my child participate and go against the orders of you know our our yeah. president, our you know like yep. him, love him, hate him. He's our president, and well, you know the right. mayor and the governor have all said do not have these gatherings. Mm-hmm. And I said. I don't want to be the one, I'm not willing to shoulder the responsibility of other people's healthcare, you know, because my kid Mm -hmm. goes and brings something to either our household or other Mm -hmm. households. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just not willing to do that. And, you know, I want to be socially responsible. And, you know, I stuck my neck out on this, Rob. And in that group of like 100 parents, crickets. Like nothing. Mm -hmm. Nobody Mm -hmm. said, you're right. Nobody said, we agree. Nobody said, we should do this. You know, we shouldn't have this event, you know. And then only half the people showed up. So there were a bunch of people that like punked out, but Mm -hmm. but wouldn't stand (laughs) up. And I'm the one that stood up and opened my big yapper. And, uh, you know, just, you know, there was like five hours that nobody posted.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Which to me and you know what? A week from now, there's going to be something else that's going to occupy uh, the uh, the prioritized, be prioritized. And this is, I think, we are sometimes fearful of that um, being the it person or the one. That one, <laughs> but you know what? Even if we are at that one tomorrow, we're not going to be that one anymore. So right. why get stressed over it? Like you say, hey, you stood up for for what you felt. Uh, it didn't matter what anybody else thought because you were taking care of your you and your family, and that was oh, and every what?
1: other family out there. You know, you know, we don't know who's yeah. got elders or comprised or right, com- you know, whatever. What's that word that they compromised? Yeah, compromised. You you know, we, there could be somebody down the street who has a sick kid. I don't know. Yeah, you know, right. we just don't that's know. Right. You know, so we have to do, you know, kind of the best we can for our fellow yeah, man. But I think the funniest part of the whole thing was one of my, like the one of the group moms in there, texted me and she goes, "Wow!" She's like, "You've been part of this group for two years," and she's like, "You don't say anything but post a heart or a smiley face." and then she's like and then you come and pour a bucket of cold water on the whole group <laughs> I guess I did because you know there was no point like I'm not a combative person I'm not right. somebody who likes to be contrary or whatever right and all of a sudden it just came out of my mouth it flew up like a bird I'm like no like we cannot have this event we cannot have this gathering you know mm-hmm. this is exactly what they're talking about that spread this you know illness and you know yeah. and I don't want to carry that responsibility I don't want to shoulder that responsibility
0: and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> good for you fan You, yeah, just, yeah you like, just rocked
1: it yeah, there you are for you know. two years and then say something um <laughs> you know but i was i was you know, worried going, is everybody going to think I'm an alarmist and extremist? And then I was like, I don't really care what people think. I'm the one oh, yeah. with cancer. My dad's the one who's
0: 87. <laughs> right. and my kid is right. not growing. I don't care what the team That's do. right. That's right. It's true. Um, there's so many times I think that uh, we know our own bodies. We know our own minds. We know our own souls. And we know what we've got to do to... To, because if you would held that in, you would have festered it, and you would have it would have affected every other thing in yeah. your life for the next three days. You would have, oh, uh, 14 days, Because you know, I
1: wonder what he brought home to my dad. Like, you right. know, I the idiot that let him go to this thing and killed my father. I mean, that that's <laughs> what I would carry.
0: Right, seriously, right. That's how I would see it. But, but the thing is, even if it wasn't something as serious as that. I think sometimes the stress of not addressing an yeah. issue is far more um, uh, a, a problem because if we at least face it, it might not be pleasant while you're facing it, but face it and get beyond it because if you fester it, if you leave it in there, it's even when you have a, dif- a difference with your partner. Um you know, all of a sudden, you festered it for three weeks. He did something or she did something, didn't like it. You kept your mouth shut. And then three weeks later, they put the towels in and folded it a different way. And you flew off the handle and, you know, the cups went flying over a towel. It wasn't over the towel. Right. It was because of the issue from three weeks ago that you didn't face that, that just has been festering over uh, yes. over the period of time well, that's how I and
1: mean. i think that's what's hard. like i had to speak up rob because i was chewing on yeah. that all day like when yeah. i was watching the news and seeing all these venues closed yeah. you know, and they're saying you know really we we recommend no groups over 50 and yeah. then you know it, i kept, i just kept going this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. we need to be protecting each other we can't you know let mm-hmm. self-interest rule over public health and you know that's what I hate about big business sometimes you know when they're polluting yeah. our rivers or you know doing something like that that's like gets my ire up and I'm like and I was festering all day long yes. and then when I finally crafted it, it took me about an hour to craft what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it and I knew I wanted to put it in the big group track because I didn't mm-hmm. want anybody to misunderstand me Yes. You know, and then I finally like shot my wad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like pull the trigger and, and fire. Yeah. I felt such relief. And of course, you yes. know, I I created a whole big ruckus, but you know what, that's not my problem.
0: Right. That's the fallout isn't the issue. It's it's you being healthy by getting it off your chest. And yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of times that we just need to instead of wondering, and there again kind of back to when We were talking about the kids uh, not having that adult mind or adult logic to be able to uh, sort through something. I think if you're not sure about something, let's, you know, kind of stand up and ask. (laughs) <laughs> and and uh find get to the root of it rather than misinformation that will get blown out of proportion that will will not be uh helpful or healthy or or anything just get to the bottom of the real information i was always i always went very prepared to the doctor when i was going through mine i would read things online and of course this was many years ago and there wasn't quite as much random stuff online as there is now but um I would read everything that I could and then I'd go in and I'd say okay I read this what does that mean for me and I read that does this have anything to do with me um you know so and so will say well well even you and I were talking about a port um you 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 had your mom who had a different um reaction to it and i was very successful with mine um i that was something that i asked my doctor i read about it and we talked about it um and he said you know i think this is right for you um let's let's see how you do the first time and it was difficult for me the first time through veins and so he says yeah i can see we really do need a port for you. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I went armed with questions and then I felt better. I wasn't wow. as afraid because I was like, okay, that doesn't pertain to me. Okay, that's not me. This isn't me. This is all I need to worry about. This was, and I'm showing my fingers for, the, for listeners about the size of a, maybe a dime as opposed to that huge unknown that was the size of a basketball right. that I just couldn't handle.
1: Well, and isn't it amazing how our own thoughts can snowball?
0: Oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. hmm You know? It's-, it's like when you were a kid, does he like me? Doesn't he like me? Does he like me? Right. Doesn't he like me? And then, oh, you know, he looked at another girl on the school bus and, oh, my God, he's, he hates me. He hates me. <laughs> Well, but that was I mean, not really that hard. far away from what I was with the coach and this group
1: going, exactly, like, you know, exactly. the same leader is, like, probably going, I hate you, I hate that woman. And, you know, and I asked my kids, because they're, you know, since I did keep them home, and they're like, yeah, they're like, because I said, what was the fallout? You know, because my younger son was afraid he'd get made fun of. And my yeah. older son was like, bring it on, Mom, you go. So it was two different reactions, <laughs> two different kids. Mm-hmm. And then what was funny is – Both of them came to me and their peers were saying, Wow, Miss Beck was really brave. Like Mm -hmm. she stood up, she was the only one that stood up and you know the 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 thing still went on, but only like a third of the people showed up and a third of the participants showed up and Mm you know, I think the proof is going to be in the pudding in the next couple of weeks of what the right decision was to be. But they were like, wow, your mom. <laughs> well, at least so- you were
0: under 50. If, <laughs> if only a third of them showed up. Right. No, was. And it, well, it was count- supposed to and be it under 50, 50. So they were okay. And there was a hundred participants
1: and an <laughs> oh. audience of like 250. Like it was I see. big. Okay. And it was, private. was silly. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a private venue. So it wasn't mm-hmm. subject to yeah. what they said, all these rules. Cause it's yeah. like, you know, the NBA and the NHL and, you know, they they can suspend all these things, but you know, not so, our little thing. Um, yeah. But the point was there was fear on both sides. There was fear all around it. Like me, me embarrassing myself in front of my kids, my kids being mad or being ridiculed. Like, you know, these mm-hmm. are things that are frightening for a parent. And, you mm-hmm. know, you, you know, and then you've got the whole fear of the health issue for me and my dad. I mean, there was just a whole bucket of fear. I could have painted the oh, whole gosh, house yeah. with that bucket of fear.
0: That brings up something. There are many times as a parent that you think, all right, do I do this? Do I go and chaperone the dance and is my kid going to be embarrassed that I'm there? Or do I go and chaperone the dance because my child will feel better because then they won't have to talk to so-and-so or whatever? You know, there are so many times uh, I think in there again, it's just sort of laying the the cards on the table and saying, you know, I'm mom's thinking of, of chaperoning the dance. How do you feel about that? Um, involving your family in some of the decisions that you have to make, whether there's something as little as a chaperone or something as big as moving across the uh you know, moving or, or changing something um more serious in your family, those are the things I think you need to talk about and be really upfront um with with your whole family.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I am a chaperone for a lot of things, but it's funny. My older son always wants me to chaperone the dances. He loves having me there. He's like, Mom, you're so much fun. I love having you there. My younger son says, Mom, don't go. I don't want you at all. But my older son never wanted me to go on field trips. Yet my younger son is like, Mom, will you be our field trip group leader?
0: Oh gosh, isn't that funny, huh?
1: Yeah, but I think that's why just asking them, like, I really want to do this. Or, you know, like with the swim team, Um, you know, Max came home one day and he said, mom, you know, you were a, a swimmer and he's like, my swim team really needs help. Would you come and work in the water with us? And then I became the conditioning coach, but it was really only because my son encouraged me to participate like Mm -hmm, I had mm -hmm. my high school years I swam I did my dances I don't need to do it again yeah I want to be part of my kids lives but I want to be welcomed there not unwelcome now they still have to clean the room do their dishes like all the other things but when it comes to participating with them in what they want sometimes they want me around sometimes they don't and it's not personal it's all right it's it's their childhood it's their event right. you know so if they want me there great if they don't want me there great
0: yep yep yeah I think uh, I'll g- giving our kids a little space sometimes because they too need to learn to sort things out um yeah giving your kids a little space sometimes is a good thing and but there again you, you ask and you you keep that open door
1: Well, yeah, because in the beginning, you know, it was funny. Max said to me, he's like, oh, mom, do you have to adopt all the girls? And I said, why? And he goes, the third practice, you brought everybody friendship bracelets. I'm like, they weren't friendship bracelets. They have waves on them. I'll show you one, Rob, and I'll describe it to the (laughs) listeners. They're those little rope bracelets, but they have a wave on them. So well, I say, girls make waves, girls make waves. And you know, yeah. cause I'm really a big proponent of women's sports. And yep. you know, so he's like, mom. And then all the girls love him. They're like, your mom is so great. And he's like, Oh, okay. mom. <laughs> and then I was whistling and doing these Marine Corps drills that I had learned. And I'm like, yeah. he's like, mom, you're treating us all like Marines. and I'm like, I know, isn't it great. And he's like, by the end of the practice, the kids were like, that was so much fun. Your mom is so much fun. She didn't give us a, you know, a break. And I didn't think I could, you know, then he's like, well, I guess mom, it was okay. (laughs) I think the important thing is to have the conversations.
0: Yes. Yes. Isn't it true? Um, Or even if there's somebody else, um, it, maybe it's a conversation with a friend that they uh you, you know something's off it sometimes they're not quite ready to have that conversation and just to be there when when they're ready to kind of spell that's why i loved being in the car because there were so many times that stuff would come out at the in the drive home that wouldn't come out with you know anywhere else but oh my um, god can i tell you about
1: it, my favorite drive home thing but it wasn't my kid <laughs> so i'm picking up like i used to pick up a lot of kids because i had the van in town you know i have a big uh yes. vienna yes uh, seven seater so there's a lot of times where other moms would do the morning pickup because i had a mm-hmm. radio show or a work to do mm-hmm. and then they'd be like okay stan can you do the afternoon so i got in the habit of picking up number five six seven kids a day and we had this rule that what, ha- what, set- what happens in the red van stays in the red van. And I told the kids, yes. they can ask me any question they want personally or privately or in the group, and there's no judgment. We called it the no judgment van, the big red van. Yep. So this little boy, Nick, gets in, and he's in like kindergarten or first grade. And he says, Miss Sandra, I have a question. And I said, okay, Nick, what's your question? He says, "Well, my mom washed my mouth out with soap this week," and he's telling me the truth. And I said, "Really?" Because I know his mom. She would. It's Christy, you know Christy. Yeah, from, that's from the radio. Yes. Yeah. So, so he's like, and I said, "Well, why would your mom wash your mouth out with soap?" He goes, "I have no idea." And I said, "Well, what did you what did you do?" He's like, "I don't know." He's like, "I was watching this thing and and um and then he says, "I called my sister a mother effer." Oh, oh my. And I said, <laughs> And I'm driving, you know, like, what? <laughs> and he, his older brother had left the TV on. So he watched something he shouldn't have been seeing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, Nick, do you know what it means? And he's like, no. He goes, I tried to tell my mom that <laughs> <and> I didn't <laughs> know what I said, but she was so mad.
0: <laughs> you know, so we had
1: this conversation about, yeah. you know, what words can you say? And I said, well, that's a word that you don't say. And he's like, why? Mm. You know, and he really was wow. curious. And yes. God, one of the other kids in the thing said, well, because it means really bad things. It's like calling your, your mom, a like a dirty fat pig. And they were given all these examples because, you, know, yeah. really, you know, kindergarten to like third grade or fourth oh, grade gosh. So oh, my gosh. by the bell. And then after that, we were like, and now they, this is like 10 years later. His sister comes to me. She goes, "Do you remember that time in the red van van when Nick talked to you about calling me a mother?" Of her? I'm like, "Oh my god!" You know, because a lot of times I think we need all that help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I th- no. think so, too. I think it's, and, you know, I think it's always nice to know uh, that you can be that other adult that a kid can turn to. Um, I, I mean, so many times, even as Girl Scout leaders, we, uh, as as many of you know, I'm uh, very involved in Girl Scouting, or if it's your Boy Scout leader, the the point is you are another mentor to a kid who you know, just might need that other adult that they can trust, you know, and that's awesome.
1: Well, and that's why, like, I have my, like, my parents that I trust. Like, you're one of my inner circle parents. Like, you, you kept your children alive throughout <laughs> their childhood. You got them to adulthood. They're productive, mm-hmm. cool, fun human beings. So why wouldn't I ask you parenting questions? Like, I think, you know, part of the fear is we don't know. And yeah. so, asking somebody who might know, right, isn't right. like it's not an admission that you can't do it. It's just kind of like I like to look at it as a fact-finding mission. I know ultimately, at the end of the day, it's my decision and what to do, say, right. to think, or feel. But right. that doesn't mean that I can't go to like my advisory circle and say, "What do you think?" Sure.
0: Well, think about it like a recipe. How many different recipes could you find for quiche Lorraine? You could probably find 12 different recipes. You're going to look at them all and you're going to decide which one is going to be the best one for your family. You know, maybe so-and-so doesn't like onions, but they don't mind scallions. And maybe so-and-so doesn't want uh, bacon, but maybe it's ham instead. That's life. And you go and ask, you know, what would you have done as a parent in this situation? You ask somebody else the same situation. And maybe somebody else's calm over the situation is going to be what grounds you to be able to do what's best for you. So whether you're turning to a clergy, your best friend, your mom, um, think about, you know, the conversation that one yes or somebody else's mom the that sanity that somebody else because they are now removed from it they that's in their past and they've been able to survive it right. so they are going to be much more grounded over discussing the situation and then that gives you uh, the the repose to be able to to go and handle it.
1: Well, and they don't have the same emotional investment. Like this is the that's thing right. that I see is like my friends and you know you included can give me this perspective, especially like you and and Linda Crater. I think mm-hmm. give me a lot of perspective because you have adult children. Like you made it through. So when I say some of these things to you that are horrifying to me, being you know raising <laughs> boys, and you're like, yeah, that's what boys do, and you're like that. And I was like, oh, oh okay, if that's
0: just what we do. If you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. Like, I know. I mean, how many times have you said something to me and I, I'm laughing hysterically? And then I'm like, okay, all right, really, let's go. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm over here dying, you know, thinking, oh my God, isn't that hilarious? Ha ah, ha ha. Yeah, been there, done that. But then we get to the point, and we get just through it. Yeah. But, I <laughs> but guess I've the done the same way- thing.
1: Yes, don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid to talk about these things. And don't be afraid to fill your fear thoughts with something else, whether it be, you know, like a a podcast like we're listening today, you know, where we can have some fun Mm -hmm. and enjoy. Um, Mm -hmm. But I love the idea of feeding your fear. Dr. Geraldine Tegelov taught me that. She said, whenever you're fearful, feed it. And what she means by feeding it is feeding it something good. You know, feed it some music, feeding an Audible book, or feeding a podcast, or feeding a YouTube. As long as it takes your mind off things. And she's like, if you can even feed it with something that will help you in the long run, like inspiration or self-improvement, things like that. Like, how great is that? So, I want to thank Audible for sponsoring us today. Again, that um, code was audible.com slash Military Mom or text Military Mom to 500-500. We will be back again next week with another great show.
0: Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.